Hello, hello again, uh, everybody. For uh, those of you uh, that just join us uh, right now, I'm Elisa Giudici and I'm the CEO of Expand Summit. And we are going to interview now, uh, well, a very special guest. <laughs> uh, the name is uh, Derry Lueling Davis, and uh, he's the founder of uh, BGI Strategy on uh, a page methodology and a leading, a leading business strategic advisor. Uh, he's really specialized in scaling. So from uh, for Esme Hayes and scale up journeys from 1 million to 25 million. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good scale. Uh, and uh, well, um, Welcome, Derry, and uh, <laughs> I'm really, really happy to have you today. So, welcome. Pleasure to be here, and I love this topic. <laughs> Impact investment's been a, a, a fascination for me for over 25 years. I think it's changed so much in that time. So, so just let's go. Let's fire, fire those questions, and let's roll with this. <laughs> well, first of all, Derry, we really would like to know you a little bit better. So what was the sparks? Uh, what was the things I say, okay, this is what I want to do, uh, and this is why I want to do impact investing? I think my, my journey in business has been, you know, spanned nearly three decades now. And uh, it's, it's very much a game of two halves. In the first part, I was very much in the corporate world. So I rose through the corporate world. I was ended up in European board level. So I really understand corporate. And I love corporate, by the way, and I still do. Um, and from that, I did a lot of investment from corporate, uh, as well as investing myself as an angel investment. But back then, I was driven. I was in my 20s, right? In my early 30s and early days. So I was driven by money. I was driven by return. A couple uh, of days ago. Well, thank you. <laughs> I'm still going strong, right? But, uh, but I, and I think this is the thing. It's certain, certain periods of life brings different motivations. Um, and, you know, various things happen along the way. But I did a lot of personal growth myself, a lot of spiritual growth myself. And I really got to the point where, why am I investing in this stuff? Um, now, I always, I never invested in like... <laughs> I wouldn't invest in drugs or cigarettes or anything like that, right? But still, I was looking at the companies I was investing in, the companies that corporate world that we were investing in and looking at the corporate structures. And it just disappointed me in the end. I think I lost my soul a little bit in those days um, and just felt there had to be a better way. Um, and then that brings me to the second kind of half of my career where I stepped much more into the SME space. Um, and I did a lot of the work in the charity. I've, I've sat as chairman of a number of charities, non-exec director of a lot of charities and um, trustee. So I kind of was looking at the, how can I make impact? I wasn't using that word back then, by the way. I think impact wasn't being banded around 12, 15 years ago even. Um, there's been a rise of that um, recently. But um, I was looking for making a difference, essentially. Right. So, And again, back then it was, you kind of, it was... Charity or business, really. Social enterprise was in there not really being used 20 years ago properly um, or, or badly, may I add, and very misunderstood, I think, in the space too. So in this, the last 15 years, uh, my whole uh, focus has been around, how, I won't work with a company unless it's to do good. Uh, I've had children, I've got four children now. So I think that's a big game changer for me is actually looking at legacy, looking at next generation, just going, I want to leave this world as a better place because I don't want to stitch my kids up and my grandkids up 
just because daddy was a, a tycoon and decided to invest in stupid shit, right? So, um, so that, it, that's the big picture story. And ever since then, I've, I've been really passionate about helping and scaling. Scaling is a very important word, which I'm sure we'll get on to, um, impact investments. Now, Strategy on a Page, which is my methodology, it's, so BGI is one of my businesses and Strategy on a Page is one of my core methodologies. Um, but it begins, this page begins with purpose. And so I've been preaching strategy on a page for 15 years now. We wrote, I wrote the book nearly 12 years ago. And it begins with purpose, which is what we're talking about. It's impact, which is why do we exist as a business and how are we serving as a business? And it goes right back to core. Um, and that, ever since that point, you know, the first question I'm asking is, is why? You know, why do we exist? What's the purpose of this? And what's the social good? Um, and we've recently acquired a couple of other pieces of companies and IP, which their IP is again centralized on why, what is the social purpose behind this? Um, and for me, do you know what? It just feels good. Um, and that's the important part I think here is if we're going to do something, and I think business is beautiful. I love business. I love business strategy. So why don't make, why not make it good? You know, why not make an impact whilst you're doing it? Right. So um, that's enough about me, I think, because I know you've <laughs> Well, I, I, I really love that. And uh, I, this is really one of the, of the topics that I would like to discuss with you, because um, as you know, in the last few years, uh, especially, we really, uh, we, I want to say move, because uh, there are still a lot of charities and no profit that they're, they are doing great. Uh, but um, the landscape of social impact is completely changed, especially in the last few years. So we can now talking about um, companies that uh, make good, but also do profit. Uh, so um, this is, I think, the, uh, the big point, really. So how a company can, can do that? So uh, which is the secret for, in your mind? <laughs> I see for me it's interesting I've uh, I've spent quite a lot of time in the charity world right and um, uh, I, I worked quite a bit with Lloyd's Foundation uh, and working with all of their um, they've got their grant advisors and stuff that go and advise businesses and I really honor what Lloyd's Foundation do I think they're doing a great job in, in the space um, and we did a whole study around because we were putting strategy on a page into the charitable space uh, and, and there was a big debate of does business doesn't work in charities because you know we're charities we do things differently i'm like well actually not really and, and what i've discovered i think over the last 15 years in particular is good business is good business it doesn't matter um whether you're a charity in fact the problem with charities is that they don't look for profit right so whoever yeah. invented the term non-for-profit should be taken out and shot right because that's yeah. the problem is that they're almost limited and restricted that they can't make money, right? You should be able to make as much money as humanly possible to, so you can do more good. Oh and yeah, absolutely. Restriction of that model. So good business is good business. So, and I think the same core uh, elements of all businesses are the same. You know, marketing, sales, operations, cash and talent, those are the primary functions of business and they work across charity, social enterprise and business in equal measure. In fact, charities are more complicated than normal business because charities have two pipelines. You're actually in a business, you kind of raise capital or you sell something, you get money and you do your stuff. And then you've got to almost raise, in charity you have to raise money from somebody else to serve somebody else. 
there's two two completely different business models kicking around in, in the same mechanism. So charities are, should be even more focused on this, I think, than um, businesses. Anyway, I'll, I'll move away from the charitable space because that's not what we're talking about today. But I think that's what I love about um, the impact investment space and how it's risen. Uh, it rose. I think social enterprise was was the kind of uh, what I saw a lot more of, and now it's kind of evolved from there again. Um, but I think. The, the premise is good business is good business and it's still about profit and, and so it should be because if you're not making a profit in a business you've got a bad business it doesn't work and it's not sustainable so with that at its core then why the primary is, is how do we do as much good as humanly impossible and also where do we reinvest those profits and that's the key and it's so nice that if i was having this conversation 20 years ago with private equity houses they'd have escorted me off the premises right um, whereas now, actually, so many people are leaning into this because, you know, it doesn't have to impact. The, the investors can still get their returns if they choose. Yeah. You can do it in different ways if you choose. Um, but good business is good business. But, and I think that's um, the beautiful thing about this is because in order to scale businesses, you need to raise capital, typically. And that's been the big gap. It's like businesses, real businesses raise capital, charities can't. And the social enterprises in the middle, who's going to fund them? Because there's no way of getting your investment back. And I think that's the massive shift I've seen um, in the last 10 years, but slowly, certainly in the last three or four. Do you think uh, that there was uh, an accelerator, an acceleration? Maybe, uh, I don't know if it's COVID or something else, but uh, new technologies maybe also, but it seems to me that we are going a bit less slowly than before. What do you think? Oh, yeah, I, I talk about this in strategy terms, right? And it's nothing, it's not just impact investment, this is the world. Um, uh, you look at, you can just look at mobile phones and the acceleration of mobile phone technology. You know, I talk to my kids and I go, back in 2000, you know, we had this little brick and, and I, it was this big, right? And you go, you don't have to go back far from a technology perspective. And, that, and my songs, um, I, I actually found my iPod in the attic the other day because we were moving. And I showed my kids the iPod. I went, look, Danny used to be able to store 200 songs in this. <laughs> and they looked at me as if I was insane, right? Um, because the speed of technology over the last 20 years and the speed of now media, the speed of everything over the last 20 years has been insane. insane. And literally then in the last 10, I've got, you know, I've got the spectrum of, um, I'm, I'm in my late 40s, right? So I've got the spectrum of that. Forget the first 20 years of that because I was a kid. But the last 30 years, I'm like, the change has been phenomenal in context. The last five has been bonkers. So it, this curve we're on is key. Now that's changed strategy. And this is why I talk about it, the speed of strategy is where we used to be able to run five-year business plans. Good luck with that now, because I, I, I can't see past two to three years in pretty established businesses. Whereas I used to be able to see clearly out because I've got a quite a, a strategy is what I've been doing for 30 years, right? You know, you just have to assume any decisions you're making now technology-wise, assume that it's going to be abandoned in three years, right? Uh, and if that's, that's the assumption. You used to put systems into a business and assume it's going to be there for 15. Oh, yeah. Not anymore. Um, so that's speed. So I think impact investment is just um, laid on top of the general speed of strategy throughout the world, which is great, which means now this is, this is the good bit, right? Which is that now if we're already on that speed, theoretically the impact space should be taking off at velocity now 
Um, and there is a real chance we can do massive good and, and save this world in the next 10 years, right? That's the point. <laughs> well, that, that, that's the goal. I mean, <laughs> especially, well, I think one of the reasons that we, we are in, uh, in impact investing, it's, uh, uh, well, it's really to well, make uh, the future better for us, for uh, uh, the children, the family that, that we have behind and for all, all the people around us. So absolutely, that, that, that should be the goal. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully uh, with this um, acceleration. And uh, um, I think, as you said, technologies is, um, well, it, it, it makes a huge impact uh, in what is happening right now. And, uh, uh, and again, uh, COVID had some impact as well, for example, in health tech, but uh, many companies had to adjust and change completely their business model because of that. And, uh, and maybe they are more uh, thankful about what they are doing, the impact that they are doing. Um, because I mean, a pandemic is not something that you see every day. So it makes it make it should make you think <laughs> a bit more <laughs> about what is happening in the world around you. So absolutely. And uh, well, in terms of the acceleration, um, I know that you are an expert uh, about bringing uh, companies from small to, uh, to scale up and uh, to make this journey uh, easy and accessible. Um, what do you think is um, the best way to do it? So to uh, scale up faster when you are uh, in an impact company. So, um, and I'm still learning, we all are, right? So I'm very, I rarely call myself an expert because things are changing so fast, you know, you can't. <laughs> so I'm not claiming to be an expert on any of this. I've just done quite a bit in my time. So the reason I, um, I've specialized more. I've worked in all businesses of all sizes. I came from corporate, so I understand corporate land. I've worked a lot in the SME and startup space, and I've been on a lot of accelerators, and I've guided um, a lot, a lot, thousands of companies down to that, that level. Um, but the bit I loved the most was the scale between, and we talk about the one to 25 million because it's a very relevant point. Um, of course, we scale companies beyond that to 50, 300, 100. It's, it's arbitrary, but by the time you get to circa 20, if you've done the job right in the one to the 20, it's an arbitrary scale at that point because you should have the systems, you should have the C-suite, you should have all of the right things in place to be able to take it to the next level. And you're, you're behaving more like a corporate above 20, 25 million anyway, right? Um, typically, you, you lost your agility a little bit, which you shouldn't, by the way. I don't think you should by that point. Now, the reason I love that space um, is because very few businesses break it. So like 99.96% of businesses do, do not get beyond 10 million. There's a massive gap. Um, so a lot of businesses can get to two, three, four million and they plateau, they stall, they cannot break above that. And, and it very, if people talk about unicorns and stuff, it's a rare breed that gets beyond 10, right? Um, statistically. Now then to answer your question, why? And, and there's two, and I, I've been preaching this for 15 years, there's two primary strategies that stop scale. Now, this is the same in impact, by the way. It's exactly the same. And in fact, there's been a bigger problem in impact. Um, the two primary, so marketing, sales, and operations, you have to have those. They have to be robust and they have to be scalable to get anywhere near a few million pounds, right? Yeah. It's the cash and the talent that stalls scale. And it's typically the owner founders who can get the company to two, three, four million depends on if it's a product or service, 
are not typically the same talent that's going to take them beyond 10. And, and also it's the, uh, the, the management that take you to two, three more and not, is not typically the C-suite that's going to get you to 25 mil. It's all around the talent structures in the scale up uh, in a major way. Um, and it's all about cash. And what comes first, cash or talent? Well, it's the cash, right? Um, because you need the cash. And typically this is an investment raise to get the talent to be able to scale and also to be able to invest in the processes and the systems to break the, the, the kind of um, the plateau that's been reached. Now this, so for years, I'm all about strategy, but actually I'm all about investment because the truth is in about, I'd say 95% of all the scale-ups we work with, there is capital requirements and investment in that journey. And, and very few people think it's magic berry dust, I think. Now in the impact space, this has always historically been an issue because the best companies with the best ideas and some of the great goodness, because they were kind of, they set themselves up as social enterprises or whatever. They limited the investment to government investment, et cetera. And that's what stalled things, I think. You know, this is certainly 10 years ago. And that was criminal. I saw some amazing companies with some such great concepts, IP structures, just couldn't get funded because they were sitting in this middle ground. And I think that, for me, the scale strategies are all about talent and cash, right? And now this is where impact investment is so critical because impact investment can inject the cash into the right companies with the right strategies to enable that scale. And that for me is why I'm so excited. You know, the last, I love what you're doing. I love this space um, because I think sadly, there's so many companies not who could have and should have made a massive impact in this world. And they couldn't because they could not get access to capital. Oh yeah, well that, that's absolutely true. Uh, the limitation in uh, in fundraising uh, um, again, especially I I would like to believe that especially in the past <laughs> and that uh, in the future and and in the present as well because of uh, impact investing uh, is growing a lot. Uh, I would like to think that. Uh, we are going to pass through the, this phase and, and get a lot of more, more fundraising. But again, it's not just, as you said, it's not just about the investors. It's also about uh, the structure of the company and uh, how, uh, well, how the company is, um, uh, was created at the beginning as well. Because, if, of course, if you are a social enterprise, it, it's much harder. Um, and again, the people the talents. Uh, I mean, you you give us a really great points here. I, I love it. Thank you so much, Daddy. And what you're saying there, because this is really key. The structure is really key. And so many times I've walked into a company and they've wanted to raise capital and they're currently a social enterprise. And I've said, so there's no reason why we can't have dual structures, right? So it's like I've seen a charity where they had amazing concept. Okay, let's set up a business, right? Yeah. And vice versa, social enterprise, that's a business. Because they're trying to raise money under the wrong structure. Right idea, right concept, wrong structure. I've seen that too many times. So I think this is a critical part to understand. That the investors are sometimes pitching out of the wrong vehicle. Um, and it doesn't help the investors. Uh, and equally, though, I, I absolutely take your point with is... I think it's so much better. Like, I mean, it's a million times better than it was 10 years ago, but we've still got work to do. This is why I love your work. I will support you and everything you do and the people in this space all day long because we're not there yet. There's still a long way to go um, to get the investors behind this. And there's and still, you know, billions and trillions of money out there in private equity are still not thinking about this. 
So um, we, we've got work to do, but I, <laughs> based on that speed and velocity that we talked about in acceleration, I think we can get there a lot quicker than, than would have been humanly possible 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Betty. It's really what we want to do. So connect people and, uh, and share what is happening right now and help everybody to get on board the faster, the better and make good. <laughs> well, um, about um, the, the scale up that, that we, we talked before, um, can you make us uh, a, a real example of, of what you just uh, said uh, in theory? <laughs> so do you, do you have in mind a company that could be a good example and how they, they really uh, do what you just said? Um, I was thinking about this question and I was like, yeah, well, I'll use my, one of my own vehicles at the moment because it's closest to home, I think. So um, I, I, about 18 months ago, I, I picked up, a, an, a, it was a golf course, basically. So it was a golf course that had gone bust out in the Welsh borders with 127 acres of land. So that's a business, you know, and was it an impact um, investment? No, it's a golf club, right? And it's land. So, however, what I saw there was an opportunity to create something totally impactful for the world, to create a global retreat, because the land was beautiful. It's in the Welsh countryside. You've got full panorama of the Brecon Beacons. I walked into it. I don't play golf. So it was very easy for me to ignore the golf part of it and just go, this is beautiful, right? I just want to, I want to connect people here. So what we're doing is we're turning um, and we, we're, we're open now and we're, we're opening the retreat center now in three months time, right? So um, we're turning what was a traditional business essentially into an impact business now and i mean in every way shape and form so we've created holistic uh, retreat center we've taken a global um uh we're taking uh, carbon neutral to carbon negative putting solar farms in to ensure the energy demands there we're putting, going off the grid in the tourism units um we've put in uh, employee schemes emi schemes so that employees all have a fractional ownership of the company um, we've signed up to the Good Business Charter, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, I, I'm using this almost, it's like, for me, it's a project where we can impact everything, everything that I believe in. Where the, and it's such a spectrum because we're dealing with rewilding, we're dealing with connection of people. So it's literally, you take the UN agendas and we're like, we're just picking, we're ticking so many boxes. But I come back to how do we enable that? We had to raise capital and we continue to raise capital. We have to then, and talent, it was about hiring the right people in the right places to be able to scale upon that concept. Um, and we're right in the middle of it now, you know, we've, we're, and it'll be multiple capital raises along the way. The key thing is the investors that have come into that, although they, there's returns, right? It's a solid investment, it's asset backed and it's great. It's, but they're all bought in for it for the social good. They're all bought in for what we are doing to impact. Um, and not only the impact, the reason why you choose that is, it's impact beyond impact, right? In that we create a, a retreat center, global retreat center. So for people like you and your audience can come there, right? If, if people come there and we've created the space for people to then impact their tribes, we've actually got a velocity of impact. So impact goes beyond the original investment. It's, in fact, it's created to impact the world. And I think that's, for me, that's the best example we've got at the moment because it's it's drawing on and it's all it's like my pet project to showcase everything that I believe is good in business, right? So, um, but it's the same. We're running it like a business. It's about, um, it's been um, it's obviously been driven like a business, but all the investors are lining up because of the social good um, and the and the ecological good that we're doing by doing. It. 
Well, I love that. So, well, we are currently seeing in lockdown. I'm, I'm based in London, as you know. Uh, but after the lockdown, <laughs> and when you open, I'll be really happy to join you and visit this place. Seems amazing. I love nature. So, absolutely. It, it's a place that I, I really would like to see. <laughs> well, thank you for this example. Um, I mean, there is... Um, a lot of things, as we said, that, that we can do. And um, there are, uh, I mean, different player uh, in, this, uh, in this field. We talked about, um, of course, we talk about the companies, but um, what about the investors? Who are the main player in impact investing right now, uh, in your experience? Do you know what? This is a really difficult question um, because I, I think it's very easy to... Uh, if you go to Forbes magazine or whatever, right? It's very easy. You've got the pinups, right? It's the, it's the big billionaires going, we'll do a bit of impact investment, right? So it's like, great. However, um, I don't actually see a lot of that on the ground, right? So in the day-to-day -day businesses, the, in the scale-ups and the things out there, I, I don't see those big guys anywhere anywhere in town, right? So, so let's not talk about them uh, because I think it's great what they do and I honor um, the philanthropists out there and the impact investors that are doing that. Where I think the biggest impact's coming, it's it's like the people watching this now. It's the, it's a hidden industry. It's almost like a, the best kept secret, right? Which is why you're critical in the mix here, because it's the I find it's the it's the quiet investor who wants to do good. It's the family office that's actually quite private, but wants to ensure that they want to their, their wealth needs to enable the next generation. So. I think the, the best I've seen is some private individuals you've never heard of. Uh, certainly the investors I've got um, in on a number of the investments we've got running, they're all individuals, very humble individuals who've done really quite well, but actually now recognize they want to do good. So it's the unsung heroes in this space that I think is fueling the space more at the moment. Um, and it's, it's smaller investors. When I say smaller, they're people putting in 250K, 500K, million tops, right? Because those, those sums of money are game-changing for a scale-up um, in the impact space. Then, of course, when we get moving and we're going for much larger, then the kind of the private equity houses, all the, boys, all the big boys that, and girls that we know about, um, they're not interested in, in the early days. And in fact, you don't, you don't see them until we're looking for about 10 million quid, right? So it's like, for me, I, I honor all those on the call here that are watching this. I honor the family offices, I honor the individuals, I honor the private individuals, them, themselves have come to the conclusion that they want to do good with them. And I think it's the hidden uh, many at the moment that's propping this world up rather than the kind of pin-up few, I would say. I get off my soapbox now. I'm just a bit passionate about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, uh, I mean, it's it's absolutely true. Um, I I've talked with um, a lot of different kind of investors, from uh, VCs to family offices to uh, business angels, and um, uh, you. I think one of the main difference that I uh, I really felt talking with uh, with each and one of them, and I'm in single investors as well. Um, I well, we just opened uh, a VC dedicated to impact investing, but it's just early stage. It's a secret, honestly. We were we are launching <laughs> in the next day, so not sure I could uh, say that, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's out. It's fine. <laughs> 
you will know more <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the next month. But um, what I, I really see is that, um, except in the case where the, um, really the, the VC founders are involved in impact investing, um, all the main, uh, well, passionate people that I find that is, um, it's really in the smaller investors uh, and they they also want to be more involved so not just about the money but uh, really be involved in the impact that, that they uh, the company are made and uh, they are willing to help and uh, and be really part of the change that the company is made i don't know if if it's the same experience that you you had yourself yeah absolutely and look um i i kind of I went and did my MBA. I specialized in venture capital in LA, in UCLA. So I understand the VC world, you know, wellish. Um, and I've been involved in and out of private equity for years. And I tell you, what, what pisses me off about that world at the moment is they have a chance to do real good. They, they you know, if the VC firms truly got behind this and the PE firms truly got behind this, they could, they could facilitate incredible change. Um, in the next 10 years. Uh, however, so many of them are, I think, and misusing the word impact investment. And it's almost, it, it was like innovation was one of the key strategies in the early 2000s, right? Everyone used the word innovation. Very few people knew what it meant or, or how it's working. Impacts in that risk genre at the moment where it's now actually suddenly become vogue. And therefore a lot of the PE companies the be saying, yeah, yeah, we do impact investment. Actually, no, you don't. You're saying you do, and you're behaving just like you've always behaved. Um, and that pisses me off, right? Uh, whereas I think the family office is, I'm more excited about the family offices and the private individuals. Um, and don't be wrong, I've just bashed the entire VC and PE market there. I know that there's some good ones out there. And for those out there who truly intend good, um, I honor you and we need more of you. And I think you need to stand up and shout about it more. Uh, for, but I mean, and it's like, you've, you've had this experience yourself, right? You look into the eyes, you feel impact investment. It's a feeling, not a, yes, I'll just give you, I want this return. It's not that impact is leaning in going, I want to facilitate good in the world. I want to leave this planet a better place. And I'm, I'm going to try to unscrew up what, what's happened in the last few decades. And the private equity guys and the venture capital firms have got a bloody responsibility in this because they threw money at bad investments, which has impacted the world negatively for decades. So they should be stepping up and fixing sh the shitstorm they've created behind them. So uh, I get mad about that because I just, what it pisses me off is when um, it, it's when people are claiming impact and not actually doing it. Um, and there's a lot of that out there at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, well, right now, the word impact, it's, it's kind of, it's a trend. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people, um, not just investor companies as well. Yes, we do charity. So we do impact. Uh, maybe it's like 1% of what we do, but still, we are an impact company. So we, we heard about that um, a lot. And I think that that's why it's important to, um, well, to have people like you that uh, thought about this and uh, uh, well and he's happy well you're happy to come and in and at our events and uh, discuss also with other people and and share these ideas uh, so th this is well this is good <laughs> this feels good <laughs> well um 
Another thing that I would like to discuss with you, it's really about the technology side of the, uh, of the impact. Um, so what do you think uh, is really the impact of technologies in social impact nowadays? Yeah, I think it's a very, it's a very pertinent question. And sadly, um, I think you're right, but it's the same in the business world. So again, I'm going to, I, I, I look at the impact investment world and go, it's the same issues in the impact investment world as in the real business world. It's just, you know, this, this world I think should be accelerated because it can do better good. Um, but it's the same, like if you're going for a capital raise in, in normal world, tech's just sexy. And it's always, you know, you look through history, there's always trends, there's always mega trends. And, and it's those things that people wish to throw the money at, whether it's the dot-com boom or whatever, right? Telecoms, media. Um, we're just in that space where tech is, and will continue to be for the foreseeable future. It's where the VCs can see hyper growth and hyper scale, right? So that, that's the same an impact as it would anywhere else. Um, so, and that's also where, again, it's most of the case studies, that's the, the visible few it's the kind of it's the oh 50 million or 100 million it's we see that because it's visible it's big money and it's, and it's big returns yeah. however there's still a lot of hidden right and that's it comes back to the hidden many which it's the it's not the sexy tech but it's the amazing it's the amazing rest that don't have tech so is tech important partly but just because you're not a tech company does not mean you don't justify investment and um, I don't specialize in tech. I, I will do tech and I've done a few great tech scale-ups, um, but the tech is not the part that interests me. The part that interests me is the, is the social good and the purpose. If technology enables that, great. It's part of the business model. But if technology doesn't enable that, i.e. It's, it's a core business or a traditional business, great too. So I'm, I'm not hung up on it. And also I think a lot of the, this is where the VCs are hung up on that more. And obviously certain private equity firms specialize in that. And this is again where I think we come back to the family office and the private individuals who are a lot more flexible and open-minded. And they're also not seeking the hyper growth, ridiculous returns, smash it through the roof in you know, five, five years. Um, they're, more, they're more interested in the impact they're going to make um, and the returns being sensible alongside it. So uh, technology will always be part of the play, I think, because it's, it's usually... No matter what business you're in these days, technology is embedded somewhere, um, even if it's at a light touch level. Um, but no, I don't believe that, you know, I, I don't. And I think there's a risk here that impact investment could be tagged to tech and, and it becomes part of the same trend and mega trend where it's like, oh, impact investment equals tech investment. And I think that would be a very sad day if that's if that's kind of um, that becomes the norm because so many businesses out there who and impact investments are, do not have a tech angle and yet can do incredible good in the world. There's a lot of manufacturing firms to fix the problems of the planet, um, you know, asset-based investment. There's so much out there. So, so no, I'm not, I do not preach the, the tech route on this. Um, I think it's exciting when it can impact. Um, and I think technology enables quicker and speedier impact like you just talked about earlier. Um, but it's the investment can should be should be spread across anything that's impactful so the the accent should be on the first side impact investing and then well tech as well when when it's an enabler in the real world right in the real world <laughs> investment, and investment could be in technology right but yes. it could be pharmaceutical or manufacturing else it's 
the same in impact. Impact investment is impacts the primary, what the vehicle is, whether that's technology or land or whatever, or farming or vertical farming. I'm involved in a vertical farming play at the moment. I think that's brilliant. I'm so excited about that. Um, so you go vertical farming, is that technology? Mm, a little bit actually, but at its core, it's farming, right? So um, and I think that's it. We must keep the impact piece front of mind. Yeah, well, I, I believe that at the end of the day, especially now, <laughs> uh, the technology is so uh, permeant to everything that we do and, uh, and the everyday life that um, it can be really separate from anything else because it's, it's into... <laughs> <laughs> everything that that we do uh not just for work but in uh, well in our personal life in every well we are on a virtual summit so <laughs> more tech is than this <laughs> i don't know what we can do so well it's uh yeah it, it's a complicated de debate i think um we have a lot of different prospects pr perspective in terms of uh, of technologies as well uh and what about the the future of in impact investing how do you see the future in the next uh, three five years what do you think can change and what do you think can be done better um I have real hope for this space. I really think that um, I've been banging on about this for 15 years, and I think I was a bit of a lone—I was a bit of a lone wolf for the first five to seven years of that. Right? Um, people thought I was mental, um, and I find—I think it's in its time now. I think it's right. I think the world has woken up. I think the pandemic has woken us up as well to realize well, what on earth are we doing. Um, I hope that has the impact. And I think there's a real chance. We've got a window coming out of the pandemic now where we. Theoretically, we can really start to lean into this agenda. Um, so the future, I think, is, is a much wider reach and velocity from the investors. Um, like we talked about, I, I mean, the private equity firms properly getting behind this uh, and the venture capitalists properly getting behind this. I think family office, I still, uh, I think the family office um, can, will lead with this. They are already, I believe. I haven't got statistics to back that, but I, the feeling I've got in the marketplace, I think because fam it's family, it's back to family again, isn't it? And I think family values um, and family office values are, are, are the right place to lead this. Um, and if they can prove it, then I think the P houses and the VCs will get behind it more. Um, but the key differential, which is what we're working on as a business and we continue to work on, is measurement. Um, and I think that is the... I'm all about data and intelligence. Um, and that, that is the key, because it's not one thing saying you're impacting. There's another thing proving the impact made. Um, and I get back to technology. Um, it's the technology is now there that we can do this. Uh, and that's what excites me over the next five years. You know, we've built our own software and business to, to be able to pull indicators from company-wide and industry-wide to start to measure uh, the because it's not just in one place impact. Impact's got a wide reach in certain instances, depending on what business we're in. So um, I am massively behind the data and the intelligence in this industry. Uh, and I really hope um, and believe that we will be able to prove mathematically um, why impact investment works. And the, to be able to sit there and look at your P&L and your balance sheet but then equally look at your impact sheet and see the, the correlations between them all to show that by investing money, not only do we make profit, but look at the good we're doing in multiple spectrums. And if we, the, 
when we can measure it properly and prove it, that's by the way, when the pre houses and the VCs guys will get behind it because they're mathematicians and, and, and data jocks at the end of the day. Um, so, and I think that's the exciting bit. If then, if the family office and the private individuals and people like you and people watching this and lead the charge over the next five years and make this world um, a better place as a result of it and prove it, then I think the, the next 10 to 15 years is stupidly exciting because then we'll have the maths behind the proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm excited about the future, honestly, because if I, if I look on the past thing, the, in the past 20 years uh, or more and, and what we, we have done in the just last few years, uh, I think it's, uh, it's something and uh, it's not enough. Uh, and that, that, that's for, for sure. But um, it's exciting on uh, on my side, and, and what I think it's really that um, again we can we can do a lot, and we can do a lot of more. And I see this acceleration, and uh, I'm really happy to be a part of it, and that you are part <laughs> of it as well. Uh, and um, well, one last thing: uh, how we can connect with you uh, if we like to talk with you uh, uh, to you well of course uh, that we, we are going to have the networking parties and I hope you can enjoy and enjoy us uh, as well but um, how people can connect with you which is the best way yeah just um, either get me on LinkedIn is probably my best channel um, I'm a bit rubbish on there and there's so many emails coming on that one if you just say hey and just say that you came from here and this summit, then I'll recognize that and I will respond properly. Because if you're in, if you're into impact investment, I, I've got your back, right? And I love you. So <laughs> I just get, I, I get, I get a program. <laughs> we love you too. We love you too. <laughs> Saw you on the summit um, and, and then I will respond. I promise I will respond personally, but otherwise check me out. You can get hold of me through Raglan Country Estate. So um, Raglan, R-A-G-L-A-N, Country dot estate um that's the estate we're developing out on the welsh borders uh, and you can get to you go through the contact on that you can get to me through the estate and, okay, I'm, well, and I'm usually roaming. you can actually hunt me down then right because i'm usually roaming around the estate you can't miss me i'm a, i'm usually on a state of wellies i'm doing something so <laughs> <laughs> so we, we can really stalk you <laughs> after the lockdown <laughs> has just been given that's how much i trust you lot all right <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you today and, uh, and talk with you to all these topics. You really give us um, a lot of great insights uh, and uh, a lot of great information. Uh, and I, well, I would like to invite you uh, again in our next uh, meetings. And uh, so uh, we'll see you later at the networking, hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, again, I honor everyone in the space, anyone watching this, the fact that you're leaning in um, to impact investment, the fact that you are probably doing it, if not in doing it, intending to do it, and you're actually, you know, researching around this topic. Uh, I massively honor you. I must honor what you're doing here on this summit as well, uh, because it's needed. The world needs this right now, right? So thank you for everything you do. And happy. And look, we'll, we'll be here live at some point. We'll see you live, right? And uh, we'll do a We'll do an event um, and I'll actually stand on the stage and meet you all personally. Well, those days are coming, so let's just... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we, we don't live far away. I mean, so hopefully uh, <laughs> when the lockdown will be lifted, we can see each other face to face. 
out. You're all invited to come out to this date when we open the conference center. We'll get an we'll get an impact investment summit out there. There you go. There, I, I'll 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 put the estate in for a day and we'll do a proper impact investment summit and you can leave the charge. How's that? Ah, uh, wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so thank you again, Dave. Thank you so much, and uh, talk later. Bye bye. Hey, I really hope you enjoyed this interview. If you did, go to newsletter.impactintech.org and subscribe to our updates and videos. Spread the voice of Impact in Tech. Be part of the community. Let's make an impact together every day as we build up the Impact Nation.